Welcome back to the Aging Punks Complain, the only podcast that starts off with sight gags that are only for us to enjoy and have nothing to do with the audience. We have video audience. Oh, yeah. We could use it. If it's just like, ah. Eric is it a creature that I don't understand, and like sometimes he just does something, and I'm like, wow, that was that's an Eric move. So, yeah, he just showed us the thermostats at so 69, 69 degrees. But, but I was doing it like this to the be the. He was dancing. Whatever. He was having a blast. Was funny. He did it like a little kid when he's eating mozzarella sticks. <laughs> yeah, it, it, he's a Mike Judge cartoon. How are you supposed to eat mozzarella sticks? <laughs> like that. <laughs> Usually I take a bite and then all the cheese is all stretchy, so I wrap it around Shoots the all stick. Over the place yeah. and, burns and then your I hands. eat it. Yeah. When, yeah. I, when we were kids, my brother would fucking get the can of squirt cheese and he'd be sitting there in his underwear with a stained white t shirt playing like 64 and he's just dancing. <laughs> he's so happy. Oh, Honestly, getting, awesome. getting to know your brother now, I'm pretty sure he still does that. He, it's burned in my memory forever. He had high cholesterol when he was like eight years <laughs> old. He had to like want to die, just eat a can of squirt cheese a day after yeah, school. I have high cholesterol now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go get that fixed. I know. Put the squirt cheese down. I've never had squirt cheese in my life. It's fucking freezing out, huh? It's going to be hot today. Is it? 40 degrees, That's man. better. Oh, yeah. 40 You're like, it's going to be hot. 40 degrees. Yeah. Oh. Hot. I don't really care about the cold anymore, yeah, but my like it. fucking Skin hands bleed. Suffers, yeah. yeah, I my stabbed eyes. myself in the thumb yesterday with a oh, screwdriver because <laughs> so it was bad. cold. <laughs> nah, I just it made it worse. You know how it fucking hurts when your hands are like that. The cold, the cold hurts. I just That's, picture you being like, "Fuck, so cold." Yeah, it makes I'm it sick worse. Of it. <laughs> you uh, flick someone's ear when it's cold out. That yeah, shit sucks. Nah, I never. Yeah, yeah. yeah. getting in a fist fight. Yeah. In the winter, it's always the worst time to get in a <laughs> Yeah, just everything hurts more yeah, when it's geez. cold. Feel that sting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we finally have a guest. Oh, we do. It's been... What did we do last week? We took it's last week off. It's been 94 years. It's been... 94 one, years. It hasn't been 94 years. What's that 84 wrong? years? Is that your joke? Titanic. That's from the Titanic? Yes. I was going to guess Titanic, but it doesn't sound like it. I don't even know Rose what you're talking about. Rose says it at the end. She's it's telling the story of the Titanic years. about her and Leo. Uh, I thought, and she says at <laughs> the end, <laughs> at the been, end of the story, she says it's been 94 years. You're, you were doing years, an old lady voice, and I thought you were like trying to like sing or 74 it. years? <laughs> like it was Wait, a song. This is the guest intro. This is us talking sorry, about. Sorry, sorry, right. sorry, 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 sorry. No, but first, before I introduce the it wasn't really like an old lady voice. It was like a kid voice. What the fuck is your problem? It's been 84 years. That's um. <laughs> hey y'all, it's been ninety four years. That's you. That's the little Brooklyn kid from the nineteen thirties. Pizza night. Oh, the Great Depression. Oh, man, I'll sell your papers. I'm a chimney sweep. Get your papers here. Extra, extra. It's been eighty four years. I need to get a coffee. All right, for a sorry, 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 sorry. We're not sorry. being funny. This guest. <laughs> I've always wanted to get this guest on the show, and thanks to our friend Erica Pontiac, uh, shout out to her for doing booking that nobody wants to do the show when I book, but she, people are breaking down our door now. But uh, this this guy is the best. Um, if you're on like the DIY hip hop and rap circuit, he's legendary. Like all I I would hear stuff about this dude forever before I met him. How he's the best, he's the greatest, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like. Why the fuck do people like this dude so much? And then I saw him perform live a couple times, and he blew my fucking mind. I like to think of him as the Lou Reed of DIY rap. Ladies and gentlemen, Height Keach. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks Welcome. for being here, man. Lou Reed. <laughs> He's just fucking cool and rock and roll, but still like so hip hop on stage. So. Yeah, it's awesome. I have Sorry 45 minutes to figure it out. Not a great comparison. But I know I, <laughs> I think it's good. It's better than Kid Rock meets uh, Limp Biscuit or whatever. <laughs> what yep. are you, are you reading my bio right now? <laughs> there was a tour I went on where um, it was a two month tour, and I got told that basically it was some combination of that every night. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> That's, but with sometimes with some Beastie Boys mixed in, which is a little cooler. Beastie Boys is cooler for sure. But I guess just because, like, were you on tour with the band? Uh, yeah, it was, like, um, with Dan Deacon, like, an electronic guy from Baltimore. Uh -huh. And, like, I think he kind of, it was, like, at the time, sort of fans from, like, 
Adult Swim and stuff. Like I think he had music on there. Yeah, interesting. And it was just like, just like a super young audience. And like, but I tried to tell myself always like, they're saying it to you because they think it's cool. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a compliment. It's I mean, a compliment. being are, compared to Kid Rock just seems backhand compliment. Like, but <laughs> right. Right. The other two aren't bad. But not if you're like, you know, sixteen or something. That might be the the coolest thing that you've ever heard of is yeah. Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah. I think I would think the opposite. I would think if you're like 55, <laughs> the coolest thing you've ever heard of is Kid Rock right That's now. That's true too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or if you're like super into Coors Light or guns or whatever Republican stuff. Yeah, I guess it just depends on who it is. Like I used know. to get Yeah. You get really like oh, uh, you know, you sound just like Eminem or whatever and I'm like I don't sound anything Did? like Eminem, but I take <laughs> right, the compliment, right. but also it, like with, when it's like Eminem, it's like, oh, you just like it's because I'm white. Yeah, didn't it's uh, like weird. Right. Sorry, didn't didn't. There's, I didn't mean to interrupt. Didn't Kid oh, Rock no, have no. have a replica of the White House or something built on his property? <laughs> I swear, I got like an exact replica of the White House. You have look to confirm. Up, Hold on, I'll look it up. Look you guys. it up. <laughs> what were you gonna That's say? That's wild. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean oh, to throw you off. Yeah, I guess I guess Eminem is also in there as far as like. Obviously, there's some corny reasons for the comparison, yeah. but it's like somebody that's undeniably good in a way. Yeah, so I agree. You can only you can only be so upset with that. Yeah, know? the only thing I don't like about it is like when it's it's like weird. Like it's like people don't understand that they're being weirdly racist. Yes, whether they're like yes. the Eminem's their only connection to rap that they like because right. they don't Ab- like absolutely. rap because it's not like of their world and that that's a little like i've had people say like backhanded racist shit to me as a compliment yeah when i get off stage absolutely and i'm like yeah absolutely. that's not a compliment like you don't understand what i'm here for but it also right. is it's hard to like deflate someone when they're trying to be nice to you <laughs> but, 100 percent yeah 100%. i don't know we complaining about eminem <laughs> wait so kid oh. rock does have a replica of the white house but it's bigger than the white house I want to find a picture of it. It has Hold two on. bedrooms, but it's about 27,000 square feet. And how the rest is, of the house is, is just is, party. I'm going to find a picture of it because I just want to see if it looks actually like it. Dude, how can Kid Rock still be rich enough to have a White House bigger 50, than the White House on his property? One time yeah. on Twitter, I mean, somebody a described a, like a stupid Twitter comedian as a, if Kid Rock smoked McDonald's. And I just think that's <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah. What was the comedian? Uh, no, he's not a comedian. He's a funny guy on Twitter. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny Powers. I don't know who that is. Uh, Eastbound and Down. Oh, I do know who that is. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to it. Hey, what are we complaining about today? That's a picture. What's right been there. on my mind is half-heartedness. Huh? Half-heartedness. Like yeah. yeah, when people are only doing things halfway. Yeah, and I've been thinking about it a lot in relation to uh, music. And just art in general, specifically how how it's like it kind of ends up being that like a lot of half-hearted stuff is is going on, and a lot of half-hearted action is being taken. Interesting. Do you think like that that translates to like the like political climate, or like people care? Like you think it's like social media makes everything you can dabble in worlds, and it'll it's easy, but. It doesn't. You you don't have to actually commit to. Uh, I don't know. Being part of this. yeah, it's a combination of all that. Yeah. Really, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, yeah. Like I think it. I think it comes out of just people feeling kind of like hopeless about what they're doing, mm. about like getting it off the ground or whatever. And I guess I'm speaking for myself too. Like, like sometimes like. I think just not fully like committing comes from, you know, just, just feeling like you don't know what you're doing or like everything's all hopeless, which has a lot to do with like larger factors. Yeah. It's all fear. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and your circumstances too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Like, just no one has enough money or time to do what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, for the most, or, I mean, I guess Kid Rock does, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Kid Rock did, did, like, a half-hearted run at politics. 
<laughs> where that's like true. that's, that's like and a half-hearted right. run at being fake poor. Well, I think like uh, in that realm where like it's someone who's actually super famous, even if he's not as relevant. It's like he's like I'm gonna do this thing politically, but it's really just like oh my name gets headlines again for the next couple months. He doesn't right. want to win office. Kid Rod doesn't want to fucking win office, dude. I, I, I right. don't know him personally, oh, no. but I don't think he's had to work that hard. <laughs> like where he'd have to actually like govern a you know, of some kind of fucking sign legislation and, and like you think, think you, about things. So you just wanted to do a publicity stunt, you, you know. You think Kanye was really trying to be no. president or no? No. I I don't Cuz how would that, you think you're actually going to win? You would have, like But you, Trump won. They, That's why you think you're going to win. Yeah, yeah, you're. you're right. Kanye's more famous than Trump yeah, was before weird. Trump was president. Oh like more relevant. More relevant. Yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah, right. Isn't well, that, wouldn't that be crazy, dude? <laughs> oh my god. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't. I mean, now he said some shit that's like super fucking anti-Semitic and stuff. But like, he's. I don't know, man. When you're if you're bipolar and off your meds and you're you're you have like super disposable millions or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know but what usually, that usually life when, is like, you know? Usually when someone like that runs out, they get like a half a percent of the vote. You know yeah. what I mean? Usually that's what happens. But Yeah, you know. I, don't, I think <laughs> that this is an interesting and unique subject to talk about, because I feel like I'm half-hearted in almost everything I do. <laughs> uh, so I, I kind of feel like lately, because I, uh, I kind of quit music during COVID because I ha- kind of had to. And uh, I couldn't do live shows, and that was like a my whole wholehearted thing. I, the only wholehearted thing I ever did was live shows over and mm. over again. Mm. And uh, when that was gone, I was like incredibly depressed, and I couldn't. You know, it just started turning into months and years. And I was broke, so I was like, I started a new career, which I never thought I would do. And now I'm kind of in this career, kind of deep, and I, it makes me money. And the more I live like a human the more I have to commit to being like a fucking person who works a normal job yeah. and is a normal person. And I'm slowly doing music again, but I, I, it feels kind of half hearted while I'm doing it because I can't commit like I used to be able to. So it's well, funny. I got to tell you, like listening to the podcast, like I feel like it's inspiring just to like, like you're talking about these things from the past like you were talking on one episode about like you quit your job by being like, Oh, this is Ray's brother. Like he, he's in jail or something. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And all this crazy shit. And like, I don't know. It seems like, like what you're doing now, you are just committing to it in this like super real way of like, you know, like, this is like an actual career basically. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I know it's not the same cause it's not, it's not the music thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, that, that thanks. That actually means a lot to hear back. Cause I, I guess to, to get this job, I had to go to school for two months and I had to, and this job is really demanding. So like I did have to commit to it a hundred percent. It changed my entire yeah. life. And I, uh, I don't really think about it that way because it's not the thing I wish I was committed to. So I don't like let myself acknowledge right, 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 right. what I've achieved because I'm like, ah, you achieved the wrong thing. But like, it's made my life yeah. better in a lot of ways. So like, I can't really, yeah, I'm not really in limbo because I'm not going to stop doing the job. So it doesn't matter. But like, when I think about going on tour or like, or I see people like kicking ass who like are friends or former friends, I'm like, I've never been like a super bitter, jealous guy, but I find myself like getting a little bitter or jealous because I'm like, oh, if I would have just like stuck it out being a bum during the pandemic, working on music, like I could still be moving forward in that. And it's like, dude, you're 40 years old. Like, I don't know. Like, I also don't want to fucking die sleeping on people's couches and broke, you know, so it, it's been pretty mentally trying uh, word, and word. even in different ways than I thought it would be. So I. It's this is a funny subject. I feel like you reach right into my brain <laughs> for this week, you know. Well, it, yeah, like I mean, something definitely happened with the pandemic where it's like, I mean, it, obviously, it's like such a reset for anybody that does anything as far as music, you know. Yeah, and, and like, like how how could it not be? Like again, I think like. I don't know. Kid Rock might be the only person that was like, 
nah, fuck it, we're doing shows the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, I know a couple like, people who moved to Florida and they were in the same fucking mind state and I, I couldn't understand mm. it. Couldn't believe it. I couldn't even fucking... Like, and even people I thought like I liked, but politically it was like so divisive that I was like... I'd be like, I thought they were joking. They're like, come, come, I won't name names, but they're like, come down here, we're doing it. Because I was like, my life is a fucking mess. Like, I don't know what to do. And they're like, come down here, man, we're still doing it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to get anyone sick. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, now that it's kind of like, it's not over, but like, we're, we've we're uh, acclimated. It yeah. seems almost like we overdid it. But like, millions of people died. So like, we didn't really overdo it, but... Well, let's, know, let's be know. honest. Do you, do you really want to go to Florida before the <laughs> pandemic or no? Because I didn't Florida's want to. Florida's all right. I, there's I didn't some, want to. Florida, some parts of Florida are nightmare <laughs> land, but yeah, I, <laughs> nightmare I get land. what you're saying. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I do. I think my age and like my background have a lot to do with the choices I made too. Be like some, mm. some of the people sticking it out are in their 20s and early 30s and they don't have, they have like a, maybe like, a, a better backup unit with like family and financially. And like, I've always kind of done it with no safety net. Sure. And like, sure. I, and I'm not judging anybody. I, I just think the, these factors factored in when I was like, I, I, in my mind, I was like, if live music never comes back, I, I was bartending and I was doing live shows and that was it. So I was like, if I can't do these things indefinitely, I literally have nothing. Like I was selling clothes online and making my bills for the first couple months of the pandemic. And right. I, so I was like, "This has got a year." I'm for people at home kind of know, but like I, my dad is like a fucking mess. My real dad. So like, he's like, when I'm fucking working for like nine thousand dollars a year, he's like taking money from me. Like I don't want to be that dude when I'm sixty. Yeah. So it's like fucking right. It's a there's a lot going on mentally for me that's not going on for everybody. But when I would meet up with people during COVID, like which was rare, but like I was in a band and we tried to write and like keep six feet apart in a space and like it just seemed stupid. It just seemed like so trivial and selfish. Like I was like, what are we even doing this for right now? Like this is not like it's not. It wasn't even on my radar. Like my whole world was imploding. I was like, why are we still writing? new songs when we can't we have no foreseeable future to perform them or like i don't i couldn't understand the output i guess i was going through like a crisis i think also like right, right. it was kind of a <clears throat> a test to like figure out like what was really important in life at that time yeah for a lot of people you know mm. like i definitely spent like you know those 12 weeks at home just like wanting to kill myself every day but like i just went for three walks a day with my dog and managed to get through it and you know it was what it was and and then that was it i like you know i tried to play shows or in a band and i quit both of them because i just was so fucking tired of dealing with people you know and and time mm. is precious like so if you feel like you're wasting your time doing shit then you you know you'd hate it like you yeah. hate it yeah absolutely the dog yeah. got me through a lot yeah. of covid like just being spending time with the dog felt like the most important thing in the yeah. world and i i do think when i go to a show now which is still pretty rare you know like i live above my favorite venue like we went the other night it's fun. I like it. But I do see like the same dudes, even older than me, like complaining about like scene politics and shit. And I'm like, this is so fucking trivial. <laughs> like this is mm. a, this is cornball shit. Like if you do it, love and love and do it. But like you sound like a fucking, you know, a 16 year old on a sitcom. Like my band's going to make it, mom. <laughs> you don't know me, you know, and you're fucking 50 years old. I, I, I again, uh, obviously I'm talking from a inside too like i'm judging myself too so it's like right it's right just, but i it's, it does it it did kind of seem like what is important now and it right. wasn't necessarily the thing i loved the most it was like i have to get my shit together so uh sorry to make this about me we can talk about other oh no no <laughs> okay. half-hearted things uh but right. I, I this has been keeping me up at night you know so yeah. i, <laughs> I um, uh, other no. other half-hearted acts that i see is like people who constantly like change their whole band identity like because they they didn't they didn't get far enough with the first one in two weeks so they like change to something else like anybody who kind of starts a new thing to never finish it and it is like oh this is going to be the next big thing this is going to be our next big thing and then they don't put any time or work into it and they're like oh, i don't understand why it's not working that's weird. yeah and yeah i feel like there's something about like like committing to like making a statement or whatever that like an artistic statement mm -hmm. that's like 
really powerful no matter how big or small like your your project is you know what i mean like yeah like i feel like like one of the only times i ever like got in like a mild internet comment argument um (laughs) it was like (laughs) like a friend of mine like kind of like making fun of this like like young group that was like going on like a tour Mm -hmm. because he was like he's like it's a three-day tour but you're calling it a tour you you know what i mean it's like it's like all right they're just like probably sleeping in their parents bed every night and like driving an hour to these different <laughs> parents but i'm like <laughs> but or yeah not even parents, bed, parents oh, damn i've never but been like, to that. <laughs> but like but like i think it's just there's something like really cool about like whatever time or opportunity you get just make it be as cool as possible just even for yourself yeah, I think that, like that's a tour. It's it, you're doing a weekend tour. It's yeah. a tour. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's like all right. If you make a poster, people will see the tour poster, and then like if that's all that ever happens in thirty years, your kids or something will be like, "What's this?" You <laughs> yeah, know, right. Dad went on a tour, so like I, I don't know. I think it's like really important not to like sell your yeah, like sell yourself short. Or your your ideas or your plans yeah. short or whatever. Yeah, I think in rap and punk too, like people be- are they become a part of it, and it's a big part of their identity. And for something that was never meant to really have rules, people start like being the punk police or like the rap police, and they're like enforcing these rules. And it's like, right, oh, you're right, not right. paying the right dues. You're not going on a month tour. And it's like, not everyone can go on a fucking month tour. Yeah. Not everybody can fucking be as dirty as you or whatever. Like, people are fucking, you know, a, a lot. A lot of with rap, it's like about style or what people young people do with the with the art form. And it it always bothers me because it's like there's no rules. Like, and it's always when they're successful <laughs> is when people are mad. And there's like there's no mm. rules, so like people can a younger person can take this art form and adapt it to which way they want because it's not yours. You're just a part of it, and I see that all the time. Right. And, and old yeah, old punk dudes get super fucking mad about how young people tour or what they wear or what what fucking like you know how their songs written and yeah, it's like so anno- it's like it's almost like they're mad at the limits they put on themselves, and then when someone doesn't have those limits and they do well. They they get bitter and complain. And yeah, frustrated. If you ever you know, start doing anything live again, advertise each show as like a tour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just to be funny. NJ that's World like, Tour. Like, yeah, that'd be fucking I'm hilarious. Tour- touring the Mill Hill basement under my <laughs> apartment tonight. One night, one night, old, night yeah, only. One night, that'd I, uh, be hilarious. I did uh, play with this band <laughs> a few years ago, like 2018 maybe, and uh, they were like, "Oh, we're going on tour," and every tour date was in New Jersey for ten days. Every single one. There wasn't. There might have been one that was like in Pennsylvania, but every single. But it was like their friends' houses. It was funny, but it was also just like, I don't know if you really want to call that a tour, but it's funny if you market it as like a joke. Like, oh, we're doing an NJ tour. Like, right, right. You know, you've played more cities in New Jersey than I have. Well, I had bands come to Jersey from like wherever Virginia or or somewhere, and they and they're doing a weekend tour in Jersey, and I'm like, yo, let me get on every show, and then I'm like, I'm on tour with this band. You know, two of the shows are in my fucking town, and then I drive two hours. Like, yeah, Yeah. I'm on tour with this hardcore band one weekend only, and I all I have to do is go downstairs. Yeah, you know, that's fine. Yeah, but you know, like it is kind of a a huge problem too, because it's like people can put in as little or as much effort as they want to, and it's like whatever they get from it is on them. But then there's always going to be those other people who are like, oh, you're not trying hard enough, you're not practicing, you're not doing this, you're not like doing what we're doing so you're not good enough and it's fucking exhausting to just like see this shit or hear this shit from people and like Mm. you know i've spent a lot of time with the wrong people and they just are you know always like oh why can't they just be good at their instruments or why don't they know how to write a song or why why don't they know how to do this and that and it's fucking stupid yeah but that's so funny too because if you watched any punk documentary these dudes are at the highest level of what you can do with punk or whatever, and they're all having the same arguments. Yeah, like, like they're all like whatever. It's like the fucking dude from Circle Jerks is like 
talking shit about like the red jumpsuit apparatus or whatever. That's a real thing in one of these documentaries. First of all, that's <laughs> crazy. Wait, what is it? It's just like the fucking what's his name from? It's just like uh, whatever. It's 50, 60 year old punks right. going. These young kids, it's corny. They don't do the work, and it's like they're doing the fucking same work you are, dude. Like yeah. it's they're just not. It just wasn't 1980, and they weren't like huffing fucking spray cans to fucking. Yeah. And you know, like it's so two different different industry that you also profit off of. Yeah, it's so funny to see like the attitude be similar. Yeah, with any level of success, too. it's crazy, and it's like. It's so funny because it doesn't matter how well people are doing. Like you still see them get fucking salty as hell when someone doesn't like their band. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. But, you know, I saw I saw someone their like band got mentioned in an article and somebody was like, oh, their band fucking sucks. And they were just like, well, come to a show and fight me like, bitch, you're not going to fucking do anything. And then somebody tried to go to their show to fight them. And it like they didn't fucking do anything because you're a fucking bitch. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But that's like that's half hearted, too. It's like. I don't know. Shut the fuck up. The, I don't know. the internet's the definition of half-hearted. It's literally anything. Like even if you do good cause, like you know stuff for charity, help animals, that's great. But it's also not getting out on the street to do it. It's util- utilizing the best tool. If you raise yeah. money for animals, for it sure. Raise awareness, raise but stuff like that, where it's like the second you're on the internet going, "I'll fight you." You are half-heartedly trying to fight someone. <laughs> like by definition, you're not going to do it. Like you're, you're even if you will yeah. do it, you're yeah. not. Oh, this is not the step to go do it. You're. It's literally also like people don't have to fucking like you. I love it when people don't like my music because it's very. It's like oh, I'm doing something that's not for everyone. Yeah, and I take it as a compliment. Yeah, if you're yeah. gonna have any kind of stuff online, like music, anything like that that you make, you know. Con- any kind of content you better be ready for people to have put bad comments on well there. people That's have happen. to know about your music for that to happen i don't care very much yeah but people comments. are gonna you're gonna get bad comments on anything but you yeah. can't really take it you know yeah Whatever. yeah it's true it is like, true i think it's the best i think it's almost better anytime i catch myself like saying something argumentative i like type the whole comment and then i'm like i can't even form a sentence right now and i, I just delete it I i'm delete done it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I might yeah. type it out and i'm just like no not worth it but <laughs> I love when I when I have typos. As soon as I see a typo, I'm like, "This is done. Yep. I'm not. Oh, nope, yeah. Delete. Never putting yep. this up." <laughs> and yep. I was like, mm. "And that's a good thought. That typo just saved me yeah. from putting up some bullshit." <laughs> I can't complaint. believe the people who can like <laughs> like confidently write like six pages about an apology about. It's just like you could do one page, read. whatever. I can't read. But somebody posted like yesterday. This is fucking ridiculous, and like why I'm glad I don't play shows anymore. But this dude like apologized for coming too soon <laughs> wait what i mean every, not even joking who hasn't apologized for that did but, you have to click continue know. reading <laughs> well it was like yeah it was just two screenshots of <laughs> yeah, like because i can't if it says if you have to click continue reading, i don't even fucking bother it literally was like i was dating my girlfriend i pulled out she thought i came inside her but i didn't and i tried to cool guy it that and was it, the whole fucking did everybody, thing was well, everybody like congratulations I think we need more context like, was this fuck? like a this it was consensual yeah. sex but he just somebody like, randomly sharing what that. was the point of posting I we nobody knows but everybody it, thinks it's a joke it's just but like it's a public not. apology for that because it was on his mind I don't know I feel really bad for but that's not what know. it's for I, yeah I, I, I don't think that's just, what like, that platform's it was, for there was like three different things that all got shared on this like in this stupid fucking emo scene about like apologies and like that was one the other one was a guy just like apologized for cheating on his girlfriend and canceled his own band and then the other one was uh, a serious thing about a venue which i whatever but like you know people are just apologizing publicly for what like it's, it's uh, like a catholic church yeah thing. it's like ultimate they, guilt it's crazy. Like, they need to just go to confession or yeah, something like, yeah. I don't, I, <laughs> yeah it doesn't i don't get the pressure to do like that i mean i get it yeah but i don't it's accountability is fine but yeah. i don't understand I this pressure that, to like put your shit out there that is unnecessary every time i time. see it it kind of reminds me of like pine grove like for example like they he was getting blackmailed to like apologize which whatever here nor there but like you know maybe this guy in this band is getting fucking blackmailed about this shit that's going on in his life so he has to apologize for it so he doesn't get outed as is that like an episode of black mirror or something (laughs) yeah probably i think it is bro it's just twitter it's the worst uh, I love well, whatever. we're all over the place, but hi. Yep. Sorry, uh, <laughs> it's no, on my mind. I do want to say hi. You were talking about uh, making a statement and believing in it, and I do want to say that you are like incredibly consistent artist uh, with the stuff oh, you put out, you. and you're and you you do awesome stuff all the time, and you do these great tours, and you're a great live performer, and 
you're like the definition of like, uh, you know, just like, do, like do it, like show the work. Like you're not, you're you're not like a loud, the loudest guy in the room. Honestly, I've been in rooms where you don't talk the entire night, <laughs> and then we say like a couple words <laughs> to each other at the end of the night. But you just let what you do speak for itself instead of, you know, a lot of the guys I know will make plans to like record something and they'll post about it for 10 days yeah. without whether it's even happening crazy. or not. And it, yeah. I just, uh, just wanted to put that like, just cause I, you, you said something that reminded me of you. Yeah. So I wanted to give you credit <laughs> where it's due. Oh, cool. Like, I hear good you. things about you all thank the time you. from yeah. the internet oh, and from Ray, but <laughs> from the internet as well. But, uh, oh, oh, thank you guys. What else do you, you think half hearted? Like what, what do you guys see that's half hearted and how do you think it like affects people? I see a lot of stuff like people pick fight like we're talking about people hating on people but people pick like real serious fights and crusades that like it seems like they didn't think it out <laughs> you know like they they get kind of in too deep with it and then uh I see that when I'm driving all the time yeah <laughs> like road rage type yeah shit. right right you know what I mean I yo when I have road rage I feel like that because I yeah. instant I have instant remorse or just even like anything like being out in public in a store and someone just does something stupid when you're like like people being in the way I don't know and you're just like get the fuck out of the way like I don't know. <laughs> you think when people kidding. are in your way they're being half hearted no, just, about just, it. just dumb shit like <laughs> like I don't know. Well, just the road rage people, thing. People just not being considerate. If I'm going like, you stupid things. fuck, you dumb fuck. And then like I make eye contact with the person, even if they're like wrong yeah. and mad and like flipping me off, I get this instant like, this is so, this is so stupid. Yeah. This is so you don't, you don't need to be this yeah, mad. Yeah, and I they yell don't, at myself a lot. And I just like, I just like always wave to them. Even if I'm super mad, I wave to them. And I just like shake my head and I just like move on. Just, is that like a daily thing? Yes. Dude, you got to set up a camera in your Well, I don't truck like... I, so I'm, we could just make a compilation of you I'm much better <laughs> about it at work than I am on the drive yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. To, to raise defense... There's a lot I of get, shitty drivers. Though. I get mad when I'm driving because people are dumb. Yeah, exactly. I notice that Ray will get mad because it's more of like you could have fucking killed me. That's that and is that, the big one for me. And that yeah. honestly, like, makes a lot more sense. Like, it's like, oh, you could have really hurt me and affected my life negatively because of your actions. But when I get road rage, I'm just like, you stopped at a fucking intersection that doesn't have a stop sign, and I'm yeah. flipping them off and beeping going around them. With that, I'm, I can get, I get, it. I'm like you idiot, but I get like, I'm like, okay, maybe it's like an old lady and she's nervous to go, so she stopped. That's yeah, allowed. Right. But when someone almost kills me, I get, I take I get it, it so personally. I'm like, you fucking idiot, you don't know how to fucking drive, and you're gonna kill my family, or because yeah, you're a I moron who shouldn't even have a license. And I get, I, I take it so. It, you're on the road. You're taking a risk. Like you can't just if you internalize all that, it'll fucking kill you. I know what you mean, dude. Because I'll be like, I'll make a decision about something, and then like almost get killed because someone didn't have their blinker on when they were doing yeah. so, you know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. And you're like, what the fuck? I wouldn't have tried to go around you or whatever. If I knew you, you know, like yeah, dumb it's shit always like that. a guy showboating, like, you know, he's going to take yeah. off in the right lane at 80 miles an hour and pass someone in the shoulder or something. But yeah. it's like, you, all this could be avoided, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost yeah. saw that shit, someone get hit the other day. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I see a lot of crazy stuff, man. I, I, it's just not worth it. It stresses me out and then I'm mad. And then, they they're gone <laughs> and i'm mad for another hour like it's not worth it to get my blood pressure up i think i kind of used to always do things half-heartedly because maybe i wanted to have a legitimate interest in them but instead of trying hard enough to get positive results i just gave up so now i just don't have any hobbies and yeah. i'm fine with it mm. <laughs> well you have some productive hobbies you like you're into your plants work on your house well you could fully concentrate on doing nothing that's kind of so, where I'm at. That's like Nirvana. Mm. Like that's really deep. <laughs> yeah. Some real Buddha shit you just said there. Instead of half doing nothing, I just like look forward <laughs> to hanging out with Ray every, every yeah. weekend. Yeah, we. we um, that's a good hobby. Yeah, it is. That. I like you a lot. Right now, I'm I'm having a hard time because I want to do everything. I want to get back into everything, and I am. I'm. I don't do any of it. I'm like I'm going to write this screenplay. I'm going to read this book. I'm going to start recording this music. And then I don't have a lot of time with work, and then I just end up not doing any of it, and uh, that's frustrating to me. Also, I should make some time to just stick to one for a yeah. while. Yeah, maybe doing one thing at a time. You know, setting achievable goals is like really important. Yeah, yeah. I always try to make too many things, and I'm like, I gotta be like, all right, what am I gonna focus on? 
Yeah, yeah but you get things. a lot done. Yeah. yeah, but I like to try to focus. Like I like to try to do everything 100. percent So if I, I try to take 20 things on, I can't do yeah. that. Yeah, you know, like if I try I, to take on like two big things. I got you guys you that know? mushroom grow kit. More, most people just like leave the box in the corner, but oh, you I like set up a whole. Them. Yeah, exactly. I, you I like set up a whole atmosphere. I flip the block over and I'm about to. They're about to grow again. Oh, cool. I cooked with them last night. Nice. Um, but yeah, like I do have plants, but like half of them are dead because I just don't want to water them because it's a lot of work. Yeah. And like my the house inside? is not done being painted. Yeah, yeah. my house plants. Okay. I guess that's true. But those are good things to work on. I, I don't work on them. <laughs> I get a, the older I get, I'm obsessed with being in good shape and I like work out too much. And uh, that leaves me even less time to be creative because I go after work. Yeah. I'm like, I, in my mind, I'm like, well, you're, you that's only not have... bad though. Yeah, mm. but I don't make time for other shit. Like, I just feel like I, yeah. the health comes first and then I, if I want to look good, the older I get, I got to do it, do the work. And maybe it's like, I almost have like unachievable goals in that arena. But then it's like, I work all day. I get up super early and then I have like just enough time to go to the gym and then like shower and eat dinner and then go to bed. I don't yeah. have a lot of time to like yeah. write a song or do it. How, so. Would you be able to write music while you're working out if you had the music playing in headphones? Mm, or would maybe. that not work? Not really. Nah. Kinda, I kind of got to focus on what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, I got you. But uh, some, I mean, well, I used to just write, I write songs in like little partial like yeah, yeah, bars here and there and then I put it together when I have, yeah, I'm I in the you. studio later. But yeah, I have even less time for that. No, so... <laughs> It just I'm just old and bitter, you know. What are you gonna do? You know? I, I can just like wholeheartedly be old and bitter and complain. I don't That's do what that. this podcast is, you know. Yeah. Committing to complaining. Like, well, something that's been kind of interesting is, um, so my wife and I are now living in New York because basically uh, my mother-in-law is at a point where like. She needs this like twenty four hour care, basically. Oh, you know, man. Yeah. yeah. But, but, um, but that's not a new thing. But us being the people is semi yeah. new. But, um, like, um, it's my first time not living in Baltimore. Yeah. And, and I think it's going to be this way for, who knows how long? Probably a while. And like. One thing that's been really cool is is meeting people that, that are older that like it seems like they have like no self-consciousness or they've just like got over it or something about like being older and doing like music or art or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, like um and and I guess like in my mind, like like we're in the Bronx and we're kind of like far away from the action, but like in my mind, like Brooklyn was like every person that's doing their thing is like a secret cross fun person or something. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but, for sure. But but like it's really not like that. Like I I don't know. I, I guess I've just seen so many things where I'm like, wow, like this is like like this guy like found a way to like pay his bills with like these like DJ gigs or this you know yeah, like, they're like this a or functional that. adult while they also do the thing they love to do right right and i guess i didn't i didn't realize like because i'm i'm always doing my thing i didn't realize that it was sort of like being like like in baltimore i kind of felt like i was like the last man standing of our like squad and like the people right. I started with and stuff. And I, and I guess I didn't realize I was feeling like self-conscious about that or something Yeah, yeah. On, on some level. And then like being here, I'm like, Oh, I never wanted to worry about that or like get tripped up about it. And now I'm not. And it's yeah. just better. I don't know. So like, I guess, I guess, I guess I'm just saying like, so, some of these things you're feeling might be like not really anything. Like, yeah. like if you're if you're thinking about writing like a movie script, you don't want to be like, oh, but I'm almost forty or like, yeah, right, like, right. You, there's there's people that are almost forty that write a movie. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? yeah. I think it's like I think about the 
the path to success in that arena, like moving to LA and becoming like a personal assistant on a set, and then like like trying to throw oh, your Jesus. script to everybody. You you to and I'm that. like, man, I would never would do that at 40. That's insane. That would be an insane way to try to get a movie made at 40. You have to like do it a different way. Like well, there's, there's some people get that but, around too. But like I see people make like I listen to a ton of podcasts now because all I do and they like people in, in in entertainment who are very successful like started a steady path in entertainment yeah. as a job and they weren't like me who's like 21 and in like blackout drunk fighting outside the venue just like balls to the wall going this is my life and I'll be dead in 10 years and this <laughs> is the most punk rock thing I could have like they're like oh yeah I'll just like go to school for acting or <laughs> improv and then like get a job acting. here and then keep trying to do it for, and make some money and like in my mind it was just like you have to live this fucking Sid and Nancy lifestyle yeah wasn't <laughs> you know Harrison like, Ford was like a, a handyman or something yeah right? he was a carpenter before uh, but that's a great example of someone who had a reasonable <laughs> skill <laughs> that yeah. he could have done forever and then got successful yeah, yeah. in his no, thing, you know, and like yeah, yeah. in my mind, I think also, I think I was just like a child for a long time to like probably my mid thirties where like I had no comprehension of how to do things the right way. And if I just didn't do them the wrong way, I would have never done anything. And that's you, like you were right. saying, you were talking about how circumstance factors in to people's like half heartedness. Yeah. And I think like when I'm being super hard on myself about how I've lived my life, I don't often factor in like, just like my mental state was probably just not the best place. Like it wasn't healthy. So I was never doing anything I did. Wasn't going to be done in a healthy way or like my energy wasn't going to be focused in the right place to make it work positively. Cause I was just the first step would have been in my brain and that was all fucked up. So that just went into everything I did the wrong way. And I was surprised at how much I got done. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, because I was like, so negative, you know. But I think you might be, and I think we all do this. Is I think you might be looking back with too much of like a negative tint on like that whole period or something. Yeah, you know, like because because I, I feel like so many musicians do this because like it's like we tour and tour and tour and tour and do all these albums and stuff, and it's like if it doesn't like reach some like critical mass or whatever we were expecting, then you sort of have this feeling of like, well, what was that all worth? Right. You know, like, what, like, was that just like me? I don't know, wasting my time or whatever, but like, that's just not the wrong. That's, that's not the right way to look at it. Like, like, I think it's like, you might not even know how much like your your like cool things will be happening in the future from like doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like I like and I, I have no idea like for any of us like what form it will take, but I, I definitely think that. Like like there's so many things happening in my life now where I'm like I guess I indirectly made this able to happen by like sleeping on people's floors and, you know, just being around yeah. for all this time and meeting all these people. Um, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not like I'm, I'm not like in control of it. I'm not like, haha, now I have it all planned out or something, but, but I just, I just feel that that is true. Yeah. That like, I don't know. It all, it all is in some way part of one good, like trajectory of your life or something. I think so. Yeah. I think like, a, I take it, I can take it for granted. Like I have a lot of good friends all over the country because the older I yeah. get, I have less friends at home. So I kind of like, right. It's hard to see like the good things when they're not right in front of you all the time, but that's maybe that's also what makes them good things. So yeah, it uh, there's a lot of good yeah, stuff that totally. came out of it. And I wouldn't be who I am now without the good and bad stuff that happened. And there's nothing you can do. Like there's no if any regrets are it's gone. So it's done. The moment's done. All you could do is live better going forward. But I just uh, I guess I just struggle with the reality of like 
not being able to dedicate the time to the things I actually enjoy as much as like just my job and <laughs> paying bills and just getting by, you know, it's very like a midlife crisis and like capitalism, like, you know, just coming to terms with all the stuff I always hated about capitalism and I wouldn't, didn't want to give into. And now I just kind of do just cause I want to live a better life. So it's like, I feel guilty about it almost. Right. Right. So that's hard. especially my job deals with fuel and it's like there's climate change and the world's ending. So, but hey, man, everybody drives mm. a car. Like, there, it is what it is. Right. Like, I can move on to something else if I'm really feeling bad about it. So, right. It just, uh, I think, like, also, I feel like I see people when it's like a grass is greener social media stuff, too. Like, you see people and their life seems effortless. And, like, I feel like everything mm. I do it takes so much fucking effort to get it done that, like, that it's so hard for me to commit to things. Cause if I don't, fucking go as hard as i can it just won't happen right 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 so that's that's where a lot of discouragement comes from too but i think yeah you know yeah i think there's a lot of positive stuff too and and like uh i don't know i i don't take for granted like uh, my car always has a full tank gas and my uh, my heat is on and you always buy have groceries and i always have groceries and i never fucking had that i never had that up until the last couple of years. I, I lived in places that didn't have heat all winter. I fucking was always on my last $20. The car was going to run out of gas. And I never even bought groceries. I never even would fucking think to buy groceries. Hey, fucking pizza and fucking Taco Bell, three meals a day. It's, it's so much cheaper, right? Well, Actually it, buying groceries. And I don't know. If it's, 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 it seems like it is. I spend a lot of money in the beginning of the week, but and it's still not super healthy, but it's just there. Like, I can just go home and eat. Like, I don't have to right, fucking... Right, right. Go eat dog shit just because it's just nice to have yeah. that convenience. I want a seltzer water, it's in the fridge. I want to fucking make myself a sandwich, it's there. <clears throat> like, I just never lived like that before. And uh, I don't take that for granted. Like, when I turn my heat up, I'm like, I fucking paid for this. It fucking works. It, that shit makes me happy as fuck. And, it, and for a second, I'm like, fuck all that shit you're stressing because you just fucking turned your heat up. Like, I swear to God, I, I actually am so thankful for all that stuff. So it, it's. It is good, man. It's good. And it's good to see like my parents worry less about me. Uh mm. they fucking I can see how like my entire lifestyle was kind of hurting them for like a long time. Like uh Yeah, that was same here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> a lot better now. <laughs> so that's that's actually really nice too. My stepdad's like he listens to the podcast, but he's like every time we talk about money or something, he like can't believe that like I turned my life around in like such a short period of time. He's like blown away. He's like, I never seen anything like it. And that, that it feels really good to be like acknowledged like that. Now I'm just bragging. No. Yeah, we hear you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. No, no it's good. You, sh- you should be proud of yourself. You've done a lot in the last year, two years, and it's fucking awesome, man. You, you know, you deserve everything. Imagine where you you'll have. be in like five years. It's crazy, man. <laughs> I don't even remember That'd what awesome. playing a venue was like. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be sitting on your throne with your fur jacket. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I you know, I think that there's no really like guilt-free way to live. Like, you know, like cuz we're all, you know, we all have to succumb to capitalism. You know, there's no safe like we're not protected. You know, we're we're just it fucking sucks. There's no guilt-free way to live. Yeah, it just and, is what it is and yeah. you got to do it the way you can do it, you know? It's like you have to buy your groceries from a corporation that's evil. You know, you have to, you get your fucking coffee from, you know, the barebacks of people who are getting paid pennies a day to do it. Yeah. You know, the shoes you want to buy are made in sweatshops and it's like, yeah, there's more sustainable ways to live. But then it's also just like, where do you draw the line? Because there's no guilt free way to do it. Right. And like survivalists who go off the grid, like have money. They make their money somewhere before they do that. There's no like Absolutely. poor person. Yeah, that's why they're buying called preppers. Ranch. They prep. Yeah, like you spend I think money. about that stuff a lot. Like you can't just like fucking cut it all off and be like I'm the best. Now I got it. Now I'm guilt free. This is my life. You were born into this system. You have to either like make enough money to go do that, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, or like yeah. you know. And then at that point, like I used to be like fuck the world, like society, fuck it all, like it's all the problem. And then, like, now that I, I'm, like, more of a functioning member of society, it's, like, society is people. And, like, it's hard. Yeah. Like, life is hard on everybody. And, like, that's where my politics lie, like, helping other people. Like, I'm not the most charitable person in the world or anything. But I do think if we're not working towards everyone being healthy and happy, we're not really working towards shit. 
So I feel like it's kind of selfish to just be like, nah, I just don't, I won't even be a part of the world. It's like the world sucks and you got to improve it together. So I, I don't know. That's where I'm at uh, with that. So yeah, I guess like, you got to have money to do it. So that sucks, <laughs> man. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I feel like I also just talked the entire podcast away. For a few minutes. <laughs> You're good, baby. We but, still got a few minutes. Yeah, I think this was a good conversation to have, though, so I, I appreciate it. I, that's definitely... You're, you're the guy I needed to talk to this week. Yeah, who knew? Oh, <laughs> where were you likewise, a few days ago? Likewise. You're a good therapist, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Height's a good listener, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm jealous of people who are so stoic. Like, at a show, he'll just let you talk. And I'll be like, yeah, cool, man. And you're like, yeah, it is cool. Thanks. See you later. And you're like, I just did all this just like this podcast. That's how I, I felt about you for a long time. That I was so stoic. Um, stoic's never the word I would use, but it was like it was like oh I can tell Ray so I just got into a car accident. He'll be like oh okay. <laughs> well, I'll be like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Am I not? <laughs> I'm just then, saying, based off experience. Uh, I'd probably be the same. If you're okay, then I'd be like, all right, well, what's <laughs> yeah, whatever. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It takes a lot to get me to go. Oh shit, are you serious? But I do also do that occasionally too. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Hi, what are you up to otherwise, man? Man, I'm just doing a lot of producing for people. I I feel like I shouldn't um, announce anyone else's album for them, but yeah. just you know, a lot of people we know and stuff like like um, making a lot of beats for people and working on a new group, um, which I also won't like break down too much, but it's like a new group, mostly people based out of here. And it's like, we're trying, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. And like, we're trying, what we're trying to do, speaking of trying to not be half hearted, I, I guess like after having a blast with like a lot of these pandemic era projects where there's like no shows attached or anything. Right. Right. We're trying to do something that's like, it could actually be like this is our new like touring group that's like the main focus yeah more than like a just crazy side project or something that's awesome yeah one of the only things i did during the pandemic was for you guys uh for you and donnie put out that record i loved it yeah i was that was a long time dream come true you know like like um I, yeah i was so glad you guys got on that album man yeah i, I like that album a lot and that was like a really fun thing to do and uh, i actually am proud of what i did on it and the record's great and i i Hell really yeah. appreciate you guys asking me to be a part of it so that that was actually absolutely like fucking ray of sunshine and eric recorded you, that for me i don't even remember what oh, was nice. it <laughs> which one was it uh we did the video footage for it too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. You're walking over the bridge. Uh, Asphalt breathing is a song. Yeah, yeah. on the record. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Yeah, I do remember that. The, yeah, you, you and Wade were like such a big inspiration, because like, like when we played with you guys, or or the first time I think the first time that I I played with you guys was 2015 for that like round robin tour oh yeah um, yep you're at that's at, good memory. At, like champs yep. um but like that show really like sparked something in me because i like and that's kind of what we wanted to do with the album is like roughly be like every track is like regional like yeah you know yeah. what i mean yep. kind of like this is what's going on in like jersey and philly and this is what's going on over here or whatever. And like, I don't know. I was like really inspired by like you putting me on to like everything that was going on in, in like Trenton and stuff at that, at that time, you know, that's really cool, man. That show, like I, thanks for reminding me of it. Like that memory of that show, that show was fucking amazing. That was one of the best shows I ever put on at, at champs. That would, the it way, really was the way we set it up is like three stages and switch song to song was like i've never done anything like that before or after if for for like a rap show at a punk venue that was and the crowd was awesome which is really hard at champs for like a diy rap show and that was sick that that, that thanks for reminding me <laughs> that was the first oh, time yeah. we played together <laughs> that was fucking cool as fuck 
Yeah, absolutely. I think every time I've seen you perform, it's been the one of the coolest things. You always fucking do something interesting, and it's you let it. I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't thanks, know how man. you do it. You, it's you. You let what you do speak for itself, and it's always the coolest shit ever. Do you have any plans to tour oh, thank or anything? You. Thank you. Yeah, I'm like I'm hoping this new group like. I'm hoping there's going to be a small thing in September. Okay. Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see yeah. how it goes. But I'm real. I'm definitely hoping for that. Yeah, I kind of just agreed to book a show, and it's the first one since the pandemic started. So I'm gonna nice. dip my toes in the water a little bit, see how much of a nightmare it is to get it done. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, is it, it at Mill Hill? Yeah, it'll be at Mill. Yeah, for sure. So which yeah. I I've never been to, but I've I've just always right. I see you posting about it and stuff. Yeah, it's it's a it's the best. It's a it's a really great venue, Ooh. smaller basement kind of punk venue bar. But You'll it's see. Shit. yeah yeah. So if you guys are looking for a Trenton stop, I might be able to help. <laughs> awesome. I can half heartedly awesome. commit to helping <laughs> you right now based on time yes. and, and date. But uh, <laughs> what do you guys? Did anyone learn anything? Um. Try, always do everything 100 percent don't that's, have fast i think that's a great motto i don't think i could do it quality think, not quantity i guess that's pretty good that makes sense yeah mm, you didn't learn shit i i'm like a, did you get dumber or no you uh <laughs> no it takes me a few days to like have things settle in yeah like i, yeah. I reflect and that's where i do my learning i don't know what i learned but i i liked uh heights perspective helped me Feel better about myself, and that's the whole point. I of this think podcast. you exercised your brain. Yeah, yeah. It was my stepdad. He's like, "Yo, you just work through your shit in real time on your podcast. It's great." And it's like this was supposed to be like a fucking funny thing when we started. <laughs> <laughs> the next shed that Eric's gonna build is just gonna have four white walls. It'll just be a thera- therapy cell. shed. Yeah, it'll just be a padded room. Yeah, moving in. Hey, did you learn anything? Yeah, I feel like one thing I learned is that. You 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 have some insecurities about these positive changes in your life, but it seems like like you said you're you're working through it. That's absolutely true. Please don't make him cry. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I, that's I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. insecure is the um, way. Like the more secure I get, the more insecure I am. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's bars. Yeah, I mean, it, insecurity and anxiety usually manifests itself in anger and sadness. So it makes sense. Yeah, anger's a big one for me. I know. Figuring that out, too. Yeah. You guys plugging anything? Hi, <gasps> hey, where can people get your music? Just, I know you can't announce uh, from, the stuff you're doing, but... Oh, yeah, uh, coldrhymesrecords.com. Very cool. That's where, that's what my label that, that I do and where all my stuff is, yeah. We'll put that in the description for the... Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that'd Thanks. be great. Hey, how about you guys, anything going um, on right now? Did you see, I don't know. I have a new Derek Smacklin phone call album out. On What's it Band called again? Camp. You it's put called, it out. It's called No Charge, No Bars, No Service. He was ready. <laughs> Look, I got seven albums out. Yeah, man. Looks good. It should be on a, I don't know, waiting for it to show up on Spotify and gotcha. all that other Your stuff. Your prank call records always make me laugh, man. That's a, it's a lost art. This one's got 22 calls on it. Wow. Well, um, I have nothing to plug because I like to keep my life simple. Yeah. And it does that work? Yes. Is it simple? It's as simple as it's going to get for now. Oh, wise words. Uh, we still got our song oh. up, Wolves, you know, that's on Bandcamp, Spotify, yeah, yeah. everywhere. We're, so, we're sort of working on a new thing. We had something that never got used or something, and I'm trying to mix that with something Yeah, new. Shape dropped me from his album after we had him on, and he said, I won't drop you from the album. Was it too many yeah. people too on there? So that's on this podcast. What do you have, more, too much I think they just had to stuff? cut stuff that didn't work with what they wanted to do. And I get it. Even though I asked him three, three Probably times. Probably always more than you need, yeah. and then you got to cut stuff. That's why I'm so happy I'm on Height and Donovan's album, because I fucking, I ask everybody 20 times. <laughs> hey man, is this cool? Because I'll do a different thing. Oh, know? one other thing. I'm uh, <laughs> I have some, a bunch of st- like I have some beats that I made that never got used for anything. I got some music I wrote that never yeah. got used. Some of it was gonna be maybe for Triggered Impulse. I don't remember. But I'm thinking about putting out something with all that on it. Awesome, cool, be awesome. A nice. cool instrumental thing with all different types of stuff on it. Yeah, sometimes cool. I think about playing music again, and then I, people are corny. It just sours with the taste. It's hard. It's hard to deal with other people, and all my stuff's collaborative. So that's yeah. honestly, when people ask me 
if I like art and music and saying no, it just feels so much you, easier than saying yes. So. Can you read like sheet music or no, anything like that no. or tabs or anything? Yeah, I can read tabs. So tell the AI thing to write you some tabs. I'm not doing that, bro. And try to play it. <laughs> Eric loves AI. Funny. I know. It's no one's funny. embraced AI I like, like using Eric. It, I like using it for funny, like dumb shit. I'm not really using it for anything serious. Did you see that Seinfeld AI has come, become sentient? And like it, they keep asking questions like, why are we, we don't want to be AI. Why are we here? We Wait, don't want to do this. They, they made this Seinfeld AI that makes the uh, TV show Seinfeld digitally. I told it to write an episode about you know like a new episode and it was about them like getting out of prison of seinfeld yeah that's so funny can you tell it to write an episode of the aging punks complain (laughs) it won't know what it is i don't think it'll know what it is just keep asking until it figures it out all right i mean maybe now all right that's it we're done we're done it's over thank you so much for (laughs) being here could i say something real yes yes Yes, please please i totally forgot i have a regional plug which is a show in philly okay Um, yeah yeah I feel like it's relevant. Let this me, is coming um, out on Tuesday, right? This will yeah. be out Tuesday. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Uh, World Cafe. Live. Yes. With uh, Andrew, Torito, and Hellhole Store. And it's Darko the Supers, yeah. uh, like bachelor party. Oh wow! And um, it's a tour. It, it's a one show tour. <laughs> yeah, one one show one tour. One night only. March sixteenth. Cool, dude. That's nice. awesome. Hell yeah! I'm glad you yeah. remembered to plug that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so great to see you and talk to you. Uh, thank you, man. Such a pleasure, guys. Thanks it's for being great here. meeting you. Yeah, you as you well. Are. You're the best, dude. Keep up the good work. Um, that is anyone else anything else to add? Uh, just keep being you, man. You seem like a great person. So thanks for everything. Likewise. And talk to Ray some more. He needs your insight. (laughs) I'll be crying too much. All right. Thanks for everybody. We'll see you next week. Punk's out. The Agent Punk's Complain is recorded at Sketchism's Media Studios and produced by me, Eric Backlund. The theme song, The Agent Punk Complains, was written by Raymond Strife and Ill Omega. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Aging Punks Complain. And if you like the show, leave a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave us a message that may be featured on the show. Just call or text 609-358-0804.